Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Now, tonight, what I want to share with you about is David's prayer, and it's found in Psalms 25. And as I went through this psalm, I've been reading in Psalms. That's where I've been lately, and um, I love that book. And every time I go through it, I learn so much. But you, you just see David's heart cry to the Lord. You know, David was a man that went through a lot of difficulties. And if you read about him, you understand that and you know that. You know, he was, um, different people would be after him. His enemies would try to kill him, you know, try to, you know, stop him from um, fulfilling his God-given destiny that he had. But they were not able to do that, were they? And so as we read about David, we know that David was uh, a man after God's own heart. Can anybody tell me anything about David that stands out to you? You just want to share real quick, a few little words. Anybody want to share when you talk about David? What? Okay. I can't hear you. Youngest in his family. Okay. He was a praiser and worshiper. That's good. Uh huh. Amen. All right. Praise God. Okay, so we've got we've got some understanding about David, and I just jotted down some things. Again, he's a man after God's own heart, and I remember thinking. Uh, years ago, and I think, how could he be a man after God's own heart? He committed adultery. He committed murder. You know, how could he be a man after God's own heart? But really, if you think about it, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Maybe not that kind of mistake. You know, I don't know. But but in my book, that, those were serious things. But yet, God was looking at something not the humanity and because he uh, sinned and missed the mark, he was looking at that heart that was dedicated and fully surrendered to him for most of his life. Okay, he was faithful and he was loyal. You remember King Saul, he wouldn't teach, uh, he wouldn't touch King Saul, even though King Saul was jealous and doing all kinds of things to him. Uh, he would not touch God's anointed. He refused to do that. I'm going to tell you, the church today, and I'll put myself in that, we all could learn from that, not touching God's anointing uh, upon a man or woman that God has called. You know, we may not understand everything. They may make mistakes and mess up, but you just need to be real careful about that. And David knew that. He understood that. And even though Saul was doing the things that he did, he would not touch him. He was pressured on every side. This is the life of David. He was chased and he was ridiculed. He made mistakes and he sinned. And that gives me and you hope, doesn't it? Because we all mess up. But he pleased God. He pleased God with his life, with his heart, and his dedication to the Lord. Now, if you're in Psalms 25, what I want to do is I want to read verse 1 through 5 out of the Amplified uh, translation, if we can do that. Can we put that up there? And we're just, uh, well, we have to look over here, don't we? All right. Unto you, O Lord, 
do I bring my life? Keep going, just go through verse five. Oh my God, I trust, I lean on, I rely on, and I am confident in you. Let me not be put to shame or my hope in you be disappointed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Yes, let none who trust and wait hopefully and look for you be put to shame or be disappointed. Let them be ashamed who forsake the right or deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and faithfulness and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you and you only and all together do I wait expectantly all the day long. That's a, that is a prayer that David is talking to the Lord. And I think that you and I can learn from this prayer. And so I just want to go through here very quickly and point out a few things in David's prayer talking to God. Number one, his life was dedicated to the Lord. He was committed to God. That, that shows us we don't need to be half-stepping it when it comes to our walk with the Lord. Now, I understand that, you know, sometimes that happens in a Christian's life, but we need to settle in and we need to get dedicated and we need to stop straddling the fence. You know, one foot in the world, one foot in the church, we need to be committed and dedicated to the Lord. We need to be, really that word, if you look at dedicate, it means to devote. We need to be devoted to the Lord. You know, you hear people talk about, you know, maybe a couple and, and you know, they're devoted to one another. They're committed. They're sold out to one another and no one else is going to get in there to separate. And so it is the same with God. No separating us from the Lord. No separating us from our relationship with God. Does the enemy want to do that? Yes, he does. And he'll try all kinds of things to get worm his way into our lives to try to separate us from that devotion, from that commitment, and that dedication to the Lord. He'll try all kinds of things. You'll be, you know, I've seen it over the years and people will be so faithful to the Lord and so dedicated in their walk with the Lord. And then in comes someone into their life to pull them away. And it can be, you know, those of the opposite sex, of course, but, but then it can be through a spirit of error or, or through someone, you know, that has a, a false teaching. They might not even know it is, but it's not, it doesn't line up with the word of God and they come the enemy comes using people, circumstances, and those kinds of things to pull us away from our dedication to the Lord. So Paul, he dedicated his life to the Lord. He trusted, in verse number two, it says he trusted, he leaned on and relied on the Lord. And that's what we have to do in difficult times, in hard times uh, that we may face. We have to lean on the Lord. And when we lean on the Lord, you know, there's times, you know, have you ever just been real tired? And I'll just go up to Eddie and I'll just lean over on him and I'll just say, I'm so tired. Would you carry me? You think he's going to do that? No, I don't think he could carry me. But I'm leaning on him because I'm tired. I need, I need, you know, I need somebody to help me. 
And so that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to lean on Him and rely on Him. That means when we have needs, we go to Him. We rely on Him. He is our answer. He is our solution. And just like David and all the things that he was facing and the difficulty in life and the pressures and the people that were coming against him, and he leaned on the Lord during those times. And you know, even one scripture, when they were in Ziklag, do you remember that? And it, the Bible said there was no one there to encourage David. And what did he do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's what we can do too. But we rely on the Lord. We're to lean on Him. And listen to this. And He was confident in Him. We need to be confident in the Lord. You know, I really believe this. God wants us to be confident people, not uh, uh, confident and haughty. And, you know, we think that we're God's gift to the world. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that we take our life and it's in the Lord. We're hidden in the in Him we live and move and have our being. So it's in Him, and in Him we can draw our confidence. That's how we can do the things that we do. That's how that we can face the things that we face. If God, you know, He calls us to do something for Him, He wants us to build a business. He wants us to you know, to do something in our workplace and he, he wants us uh, to stand out for him, then it takes confidence in him. It takes confidence in him. You know, the things that I do in ministry, I was just thinking about the other day, I went to a studio and, and I did some television then. So that was the first time I've done television a lot of times, but not something on my own you know, where it was just me. It all depended on me. I'm usually leaning on somebody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, leaning on someone else. But you know what? I just said, Lord, I just put on my cloak of confidence. And that's not in me. I'm not talking about myself. I put on that cloak of confidence. That's what I call it my cloak of confidence in the Lord. And see, that's what Paul, uh, not Paul, but David, that's what David had to do. He had to be confident in the Lord, confident that God would see him through, that he would rescue him, that he would protect him. And it's no different for us today in our life. When we pray and we go to the Lord, we can pray that prayer, and it's a good prayer. And then um, in verse number two, it says, it was important to Paul that his enemies didn't win over him. Let not my enemies triumph over me. There are people, uh, you know, that will make themselves your enemy. And you know, the devil's your enemy and he'll try to stir up situations and people and that kind of thing. But I stand on that word. Let not my enemies, somebody trying to work against me, trying to make me fail, trying to do things, uh, even harm you. Let not not, because that's what they were doing to David, let not my enemies triumph over me. We need to pray that prayer. We need to pray it. You're doing something in your life. You know that God's called you to do it. You know you're in the flow of your uh, appointment with God. 
Let not my enemies triumph over me in the midst of it, and you'll have the victory, and you'll come out, and you can pray that. And then verse number three, um, it, he prayed a prayer that, uh, that he wouldn't be shamed or disappointed, but he would trust in the Lord. When disappointment came, when shame came, he would trust in the Lord, and he wouldn't be disappointed. Amen. Now, I like this word disappointed. I like looking at that because of what it means. It means to take you off your appointment. Disappointment. We all have an appointment. We all have a plan. We all have a purpose. It's not the same. We don't do the same. We, we have that God-given plan that God has for our life. And so Paul prayed that he would not be shamed or disappointed, but he would trust in the Lord. And we need to do the same thing. And that word disappoint, disappointed means dishearten, embitter, abort, dash hopes. Lord, that I will not be disappointed when I trust in you. That's a good prayer. Number four, in verse number four. Now, here's, here's some things as we look at four and five. He says, show me, teach me, and guide me. And these are all prayers that we need to pray as God's people. They can be powerful prayers in our life. You know, you go through the Bible and you see all kinds of prayers, don't you, that are there. You, you remember in Ephesians, there's a couple of places there. Other places in the Bible where there's prayers and you pray those prayers and they're powerful. And so David prayed this, these prayers and they were powerful. And he said, Lord, show me your ways. We need to be praying for the ways of God, not for our own way, not for our own will and our own plan. We need to pray that God teach us His ways. We've got too much selfish Christianity in the world today. We really do. We want to do it our way. We want to have it our way. Now, God gives us you know, uh, uh, an ability to be able to make decisions and do that. But, you know, when it comes to what God desires for you, how to live, how to live, how to talk, how to act, show me your ways, Lord. My ways have not worked so well. Show me your ways. If I do what, you know, the people around me do, I don't have any success there anyway, but I will have success when I do things your way. So Paul prayed that. Show me your ways. What does that mean? Your standards, your will. And these will bring growth and change into your life when God shows you his ways and he begins to talk to you. God has, or we need to have God's heart. We can have God's heart. We need to ask for that. We need to ask God, give me your heart. Give me your plan. Give me your purpose. Amen. Verse number four, after he's prayed to show me, he prayed, Lord, teach me. Teach me your path. Show me your ways and teach me your paths. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's one thing that I know doing what I do that God's people, we as God's people, that we need to have 
in our life, and it's teachability. We need to be teachable people. Today, people are not so teachable. They'll listen to what you say. Oh, yeah, and you can even say that's in the Word. Oh, yeah, that's okay for you. Show me your ways. Teach me your paths. And we need to be teachable, don't we? Say, be teachable. We need to be willing to learn. We need to be willing to change. But at the same time, we don't need to be gullible. Show me, teach me, and it comes from this book. And if it doesn't agree with that book, then what do you do with it? You don't receive it. You don't accept it. Because the Word of God is where the showing and the teaching come to us. There's a spirit of truth and there's a spirit of error. And there's a spirit of error at work in the earth in these last days. Do not be deceived. Isn't that what the scripture tells us? Don't be deceived and you won't be if you allow him to teach you. And then the uh, verse number five, he talked about guide me. Guide me. He takes you by the hand and he will guide you. Put your hand in the hand of the man. You remember that song from years ago? He will guide us. He will take us by the hand and he will lead us into his purpose and into his plan. But I just thought so, I learned so much as I read that Psalm in 25 about David's life and how his heart cried prayer to the Lord. Now, I'm just going to, before we start praying, I'm going to read this quote to you. S.D. Gordon said this, you can do much more than pray after you have prayed. But you can't do more than pray until you have prayed. Remember, pray first and then work. All the leaders, you know, that's been, that's, you know, what we've got all over on canvases and bookmarkers and everything. Before we work, we pray. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.